Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. Today, we're going to take a look at Thunder performing live at Cardiff Motorpoint Arena. And outside we have free trucks, so it's not a massive show, but it's judging from what I'm looking at on the stage right now, it's looking pretty good actually. So, you have some AD screen panels which aren't a complete screen they've just they've got five individual panels which are all mapped together which will look really good actually once it's all sorted in between each screen is a ladder truss we have some moving light profiles on there and then you have three LX bars on stage and they haven't even rigged front of house LX bar just yet so we'll get onto that bit later on up in the air already they have the line arrays and you have and this line array is too wide stage left and stage right and then they've also got a smaller line array set a little bit back 0.45 degrees out for surround sound effect and at the front of the stage stage left and stage right they got two walls of subs they're eight wide too high you got some side fills on top of each wall of subs and then you also have you've also got a uh, smaller sub in the middle of the stage which is only four wide and you have six front fields which are standing on top of the stage and they've actually stacked in two high as well tonight is a hybrid show where it's both seated and standing and that's all i can tell you at the moment so i'm gonna go away for a little bit and do some backgrounds on the band and the support then we'll come back with an update we'll be back after this so not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts but we also have a series of books the first book is actually two books it's volume one and volume two of a tribute to working at sea the best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle and the links for all these books are in the description below. Thunder are an English hard rock band from London, formed in 1989. The group was founded by, by former Terraplane members Danny Bowles, lead vocals, and Luke Morley on guitar and backing vocals, and Gary Harry James on drums, along with second guitarist and keyboardist Ben Matthews and bassist Mark Snake Luckhurst. Originally signed to EMI Records in the UK, the band released their debut album Backstreet Symphony in 1990, which released number 21 on the UK Albums Charts and number 114 on the US Billboard 200. 
1992 follow-up Laughing on Judgment Day reached number two while both albums were certified gold by the British phonographic industry. All nine singles released from the two albums reached the UK singles chart top 40. Luckhurst left the band in late 1992 and was replaced the following February by former Great King Rat bassist Mike Hogland and the new lineup recorded only one studio album behind closed doors which peaked at number five in the UK and spawned three top 40 UK singles. The 1995 compilation Their Finest Hour and a Bit reached number 22 in the UK and was certified silver by the BPI. Hogland left in 1996 and was replaced by Chris Childs after Morley performed bass on, on fourth album The Thrill of It All which reached the UK top 20. Thunder's 1998 live album Live reached number 35 in the UK albums chart while the following year's fifth studio album Giving Game Away reached number 49. The band broke up in early 2000 due to outside business forces. Interesting and ominous. After a brief hiatus, Thunder returned in 2002 and formed their own record label STC Recordings. The band's sixth studio album, Shooting at the Sun, was released the following year, supported, supported by the UK Top 50 single Loser. After three more new studio albums, 2005's The Magnificent Seven, 2006's Robert Johnson's Tombstone and 2008 Bang, Thunder decided to break up in 2009. Two years later, however, the group reunited for a third active spell, rescheduling a number of sporadic live shows over the following years. A 10th studio album, Wonder Days, is released on their Air Music label in 2015, giving the band the first UK Top 10 since 1995, when it peaked at number 9. Rip It Up followed in 2017, reaching a peak UK albums chart position of number three. So current members are Danny Bowles, Luke Marley, Ben Matthews, Chris Childs, Gary Harry James, and former members are Mark Snake Luckhurst and Michael Mickey Hogland. Here's a full discography, Backstreet Symphony 1990, Lifing on Judgment Day 1992, Behind Closed Doors 1995, the Thrill of It All 1996, Given the Game Away 1999, Shooting at the Sun 2003, The Magnificent Seventh in 2005, Robert John's Tombstone 2006, Bang 2008, Wonder Days 2015, Rip It Up 2017, Please Remain Seated 2019, All the Right Noises 2021, and Dopamine in 2022, which I suppose the releases coincided with the tour that we're watching tonight. We've had a little bit of info, so we're going to get onto their support acts, which is Ugly Kid Joe and Those Damn Crows. We'll be back after this. Anthology of Rage by Paul Collis from Musterix Media. Anthology of Rage is split into four distinct sections. Each section was originally supposed to become a book in their own rights, but unfortunately the author never got around to finishing each project. He did feel though that these pieces of work were too good just to be forgotten about on his hard drive and decided to put them all together in this anthology. Section 1 is a continuation of a tribute to Working at Sea, which with the last seven short stories written from the collection that didn't quite make volume 1 and 2, but were too good to be left unpublished. Section 2 Not quite short stories, but more rants that could be seen to be short stories about Christmas. Section 3 Monologues from the Twisted Mind of the Author 
and section 4 are poems based on the life experiences of the author. So a nice little eclectic mix of short stories and poems. Very interesting read. And if you like anger, this is a book for you. This book is available on paperback, hardback and ebook format on Amazon. So first up we've got Ugly Kid Joe. And Ugly Kid Joe is an American rock band from Isla Vista, California. Formed in 1989, the band's name spoofs the glam metal band Pretty Boy Floyd's name. To date, Ugly Kid J have released four full albums, two compilation albums and two EPs. The best-selling records are As Ugly As They Wanna Be in 1991 and America's Least Wanted in 1992, which are both certified double platinum by the RIAA. The former is notable for being the first EP to go platinum and the band broke up in 1997 but announced a reunion in 2010 and ever since reformed and recommenced activity. Now Ugly Kid Joe is considered as a heavy metal band that is described as pop metal. They've also been described as alternative metal, hard rock, grunge, funk metal and comedy metal. So you've got the current members of Whitford Crane on lead vocals, Klaus Etchstead on guitars, Codal Crockett on bass and backing vocals, Dave Fortman on guitars and backing vocals, and Zach Morris on drums and percussion. And you have former members of er of Eric Phillips on guitars, Jonathan Spaulding on drums, Phil Hillgartner on bass and backing vocals, Mark Davis on drums and percussion, Roger La on guitars and backing vocals, Shannon Larkin on drums and percussion, and Bob Fernandez on drums. And their discography is Americans Least Wanted in 1992, Menace to Sobriety in 1995, nice plan words there, Motel California <laughs> in 1996, yet again another plan words, U <laughs> Uglier Than The Yeast Tabee, spelled T-A-B-E, in 2015. Okay, so that was a brief bit of uh, info on Ugly Kid Joe. So now we're going to take a look at those damn crows so those damn crows are a welsh rock band formed in 2014 in bridgend wales the band quickly started building a loyal following and gaining traction through appearances at the likes of Steelhouse festival and receiving airplay on bbc radio wales as long as being declared once to watch by the uk's planet rock radio station in november 2017 and new band of the week in Metal Hammer magazine in 2018. The band signed a worldwide multi-album deal with Nottingham-based independent record label Earache Records on the 14th of May 2018 and released a debut album Murder the Motive on the 5th of October 2018. The album landed at number 5 on the UK Rock and Metal Albums chart and number 5 on the Independent Album Breakers chart. The album had previously been released by the band in 2016 as a self-financed project with several different tracks. This copy is highly sought after by the fans. Mm. If you got a copy of that original unsigned version of the album, that's probably worth a lot of money when they uh, get even more bigger than they are now. The band played at the Download Festival in 2019, performing three times over the course of the weekend. 
Also, probably one on one performance per every stage, I suppose. In June 2019, the band were announced as the headliners for the next instalment of Planet Rock's Winter End Festival, set to place in Paul Dorset in 2020. On the 7th of February 2020, the band released their second album, Point of No Return, which entered the UK Albums Chart at number 14. On the 28th of April 2021, it was announced that they would play the main stage at Download Festival 2022. So the band formed in 2014 in Bridget and Wales with vocalist Shane Greenhold, guitarist Ian Schinner Thomas, bassist Lloyd Wood and drummer Ronnie Huxford, with second guitarist David Winchurch joining the band soon after. The band's name came from Huxford's father, himself a former musician who played with some of the most famous names of the day, including Shady Bassey, Dusty Springfield and PJ Proby. He was feeding the birds in his garden one day when he shouted, THOSE DAMN CROWS! when he took the idea to the other members and they quickly settled on their band name. And their current discography so far, as I said already, is Murder and The Motive in 2016, the re-released in 2018, and Point of No Return in 2020. So, a nice little brief uh, bit of info on both, on both bands. So, It'll be interesting to hear him for the first time. We'll be back after this. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Master X Media presents Lord of the Memes, Bad Dog, Farmer Frank's Filthy Fucking Farm, and Bonnie Bouncing Baby Bastards. All three of these books are meme books, and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day or even birthday presents for the fun-loving man. So why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a Lord of the Memes meme book. All three books are available on Kindle, hardback and paperback on Amazon. And we're back. So they've got some of these trusses up in the air now, and now I can see a lot better. So you've got some support trusses to take the weight of some other trusses. Now, why have you done this? Well, that's because you've got three triangular shaped trusses, so three lengths of normal truss bolted together as triangles. No. It's four, actually, four of them. And set in these triangles of trusses, you have banks of LED pars. And they look absolutely awesome, actually. It looks very, very old school and with a modern twist. Currently, they've got a test lighting on there. So stage left, you've got blues. State Center stage left, you've got yellows. Center stage right, you've got oranges. And cent and stage right, you have reds. And that's all they're uh, flashing out at the moment. And these truss triangles, they're on kinesis. So they can, they can pitch and tilt, which is great. So you can lower the back end down and, uh, and they'll be completely visible. You can load them down flat if you wanted to, and you can pitch them left and you can pitch them right. So they'll look great. And if you didn't already hear that weird sound, that's um, 
That's where they're testing out the sound system and calibrating it ready to go. So on these ladder trusses with lights, not only are there LED profiles, they got the LED strobe floods, which it looks like they're actually uh, mapping out the uh, pixels on there as well. So it's going to look very, very interesting. So they've gone, they've gone completely 80s style with modern equipment, and this will look incredibly, uh, well, this will look immensely wicked, I think. They've got one more bar left to fly up mid-stage. And those, yet again, have they got some AD strobe floods on. And they've yet to fly up front of house one. Well, there's only one front of house bar. And they're currently hanging on some mole phases, which are four deep and two wide. And you have ten of them as well. So, yes, lighting-wise, it's going to look really good. I'm unsure if they've got standard follow spots, if they're using robo spots or they might go without full of spots. I don't know as of yet, but I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. We'll be back after this. The Royal Carnarvon Crescent by Paul Collis from Master X Media. When a neighborhood dispute explodes into an all out war. So Chaz Bruford, his wife Ellie and their young daughter Aurora move into Carnarvon Crescent. They soon become aware of the troublesome next door neighbor he makes a point of living in her house for over 50 years. From the moment Chaz arrived and began to unload, his new neighbour takes an instant dislike into him and she goes out of her way to make Chaz and his family feel unwelcome. The animosity quickly spirals out of control from both parties and the mutual respect gets lowered right into the gutter from the outset. Chaz comes to realise that this is not just any war, it is a neighbourhood war to end all wars. This book is available to buy on Amazon and this book is available on hardback, paperback and Kindle. This book is pure fiction and should not be used as a user manual. And we're back, so... Those damn crows! The intro was a load of crow song with some stabby bass and synth strings and a little bit of monastery singing I, I do believe I heard. Um, so the, when the band walked on they walked into little pools of light that were waiting for them from the front of the house lighting bar. And then as they started up the lights remained basic so those pools of lights were just there for the whole of their duration and got slightly bumped up a little bit more once they actually started to sing and play and then you had the uh, the profile the uh, wash units from LX1 backlighting although the uh, those lights were deliberately overshooting the band and hitting the audience to give a bit more of an effect which is okay really because that's the kind of show it is it's a rock show or metal show shall we say and they don't need all this modern uh, lighting they just want it to be seen and give the uh, audience a bit of light so they can have a little bit of a mosh around and whatnot and that's how it looks just basic but good There's, that's all there was to it then you also had the uh, profiles on the on the same lighting bar LX1 shining out to the audience in tight narrow beams kept white 
and they'll use to emphasize parts of the songs. Sound-wise, I wouldn't say it was 22 karat clarity on the mix, more like 18 karat clarity, but still within the gold standard. The reason why I say this is because even though the uh, lead rhythm and bass guitars along with the vocals were uh, mixed really well i do feel like the drums was a little bit a little bit above everything else and stood out louder than the rest of the band so it just seemed like everyone else was fighting a losing battle against really loud drums which was a shame i mean it's just me being a little bit pernickety and i do you know i do feel like it could have been slightly better on the mix but other than that though it's still a good clear mix you did hear everything else blending in perfectly and in harmony with each other with the exception of the drums now from today being the first time i've ever heard of the band those damn crows and heard their music i thought they played really well the style did bring me back to the early 2000s with the early 2000s metal scene and it just reminded me of my youth and as a band they played really well and tight together they're interacting throughout they were uh, buzzing around the stage when it came to it the uh, lead singer was uh, having a nice little jolly with the audience when he had a little drink <laughs> which he pulled out from behind his piano because yes he did play the piano at one point where it was just him singing uh, with playing the piano and then halfway through the song the rest of the band came in and yes it was great, absolutely great. And that singer, oh my god, he's got a very intimidatingly, how can I pull it, superb voice. He can do both metal and he can sing incredibly well. Which puts those damn crows ahead of the game where it comes to stuff like that. I mean, from a uh, performance point of view, it was, it was really good to see that. Top level, absolutely top level vocals and the skill level of the band were brilliant I mean they were absolutely brilliant and it it just felt like they could have been playing together for 10 years that's how much how much skill they had on that stage as well as being able to work the audience as well you know they got some really good loud applauses and there's only a few thousand people in here at the moment because they started half hour into the doors opening and with a loud applause like that you cannot go wrong and I do feel that those damn crows have longevity within them and I look forward to the day that they actually have their own headline show we'll be back after this a tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate in this podcast there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic. Be warned that this podcast contains strong offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear. In addition, this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences. The links for this is in the description below. And we're back, so the intro was a lot of bass and overpowering and deliberately loud feedback from the lead guitar. Now, it was an accident, or this was done on purpose to give a nice 
loud sound for attention as long as as well as having the bass to, bass line to go with it so the guitar came on and then it gradually got nudged down because it was it was supposed to be that way and it was a great effect because you don't really get these kind of effects in this day and age and uh, and ugly kid Joe just know how to start a show I have to say right within the first minute or so of the of that first song everything was back to normal in the sound in the sound mix although yet again I have to say it was it wasn't 22 karat gold clarity it was 18 karat gold clarity and that's because at the end of the day it's metal and you're not going to get all the uh, clarity because of the serious distortions that they were using but hey what can you do that's how it was designed to be and that is how it was and yeah there's nothing wrong with that it was just a good way to do a show i have to say anyways so the lighting for the show was pretty much solid washers with LED wash units and those were uh, moving around a bit they weren't completely static but you had you had predominantly green states and blue states and a little mixture of the of the both of them and yet again the uh, profile units would be used to emphasize sections of the song along with the mole phases on front of house one it's a fair amount of patter from ugly kid joe and um, you could tell that he couldn't work the crowd because if he couldn't work the crowd he wouldn't have done as many uh, of these patter bits and have the audience react the way they did and that was cheering and screaming and generally enjoying the patter how else can i pull it right so performance wise the band were constantly on the move and completely animated throughout there was lots of chemistry between all the band members where they would all move from their spots and go up to each other across the stage and whatnot and interact with each other and this was done throughout you know they were there to enjoy themselves they enjoyed playing and the uh, audience enjoyed watching the ugly kid joe performing they loved it now i did feel sorry for the uh, lead guitarist because on his first song as um, as he got into position he uh, kind of caught his foot on his uh, guitar cable and it came out so like a shot his guitar tech just dashed out onto the stage and uh, plugged him back in bless him ah young lad as well actually very nippy very nippy indeed but yeah uh, it didn't take that long for the for the lead guitar to come back online and uh, pick up where he left off on the song everyone else obviously carried on playing and they're looking like what the hell's going on and then they notice the guitar tech and they're like okay yeah what else can we do we just carry on going don't stop and within uh, seconds the lead guitarist was back and playing just as good as the rest of the band now i have to say there was a very strong vocal performance from uh, the lead singer of ugly kid joe as well as as well as strong uh, musical talent from the rest of the band as well and it was just a good performance throughout from start to finish the band was engaging the audience the audience was engaging the band they were loving it all up singing along moshing along and there's space on the floor for people to do whatever they wanted to do along 
along with enjoying themselves. It was a great show to see. Definitely a great show to see and a great, great support act. And yet again, yet again, I would definitely like to see Ugly Kid Joe headlining their own show. We'll be back after this. The name's Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the PR Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055, and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the police will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. Percival Vert is no hero. He is a low-life scumbag and the full embodiment of how not to be a man. He cheats his way into getting work, he objectifies women and is quite a disgusting human being, if you can even call him that. Gumshoe is intended to poke fun at everyone that takes life too seriously and directly towel whips the modern day Puritans in the balls because they've forgotten the fact that when something isn't funny in real life, it's probably hilarious in the land of fiction. Come and listen to Gumshoe every Wednesday. The links are in the description below. And we're back, so prior to the start of Thunder's show, the whole area in front of the Kabuki was totally clear, so basically they cleared off both of the bands during changeover, and that was it. So you had a whole section of stage that was completely empty with a couple of microphone stands placed where it needed to be. And then the Thunder logos came up onto the onto the back, onto the Kabuki, and the house lights went down to a quarter and it had the overture of ACDC's Thunder. Once the Thunder logos had disappeared, the house lights snapped down and the Kabuki dropped and they had a thunderous intro. They just went straight in it, full fossil, and yes, it was impressive. Now, tonight's show, the lighting was a combination of 1980s and the modern styles. So the 1980s section was the LED pars that were built into the uh, truss triangles, just like you would back in the 80s, having banks and banks of par cans, but only these par cans are LED ones and they could be any colour, rather than just having one set of fixed colours. And they're on a kinesis system so they can tilt and pitch. And it does actually look really amazing, although the kinesis system is modern technology. Anyways, on to the modern aspects of the show. So you had the LED profiles which were just tightly focused into narrow beams, then flashing trash into the audience and scanning the stage. Such a modern thing to do. And done in the 80s ways of just big, flashy and in everyone's face. It, it worked, it worked really well. And also they were used for emphasis points of, uh, of the songs. So there would be They'll be flashing, they'll be strobing in time to the music as and where required. And on top of that, you had the mole phases as well, which, yet again, that's an 80s aspect, but it's brought through to the modern day. It's a, that's a rollover from a, from a bygone era. And then you also had the AD screens, which were in strip panels, which were all completely mapped with the same image. From stage left to stage right, made one image, but and because it was mapped, each section of screen had its own individual section of the image, which then became a whole when looking at it from afar. 
So, and, to, and in short, it was just a modern feel with an old school accent. Now sound wise, the arena was quieter than I expected. The sound peaked at 117 decibels on the sea level and that was directly in front of the line arrays. And I was thinking, wow, where's the rest of it? There was no rest of it. That was the loudest part. And as I was going around the arena, checking the sound levels, further you got away from line arrays, it, it just dropped, which, yeah, I was expecting it to be a lot louder with the uh, kit that they got there, but it wasn't. So it was nicely controlled volume wise. That being said, with the lower volume, you manage to get absolute clarity within the sound mix, and going from and going from the rhythm guitar to the lead guitar to the bass guitar, you could hear the clarity between all three, as well as have, hearing the clarity between the drums and the keyboards with the guitars, as well as hearing the clarity between the uh, lead vocals and backing vocals and the rest of the band you could hear absolutely every aspect of these of the uh, band performing their songs and it was great 22 karat gold through and through and you just couldn't ask for a better sound mix you really couldn't thunder not only had superb vocal and musical ability especially with the practice that they've had since the day of their inception but it's the patter they had they've mastered the patter for many many years ago and it still carries through today. They had the audience eating out the palm of their hands and hanging on every one of their words during the patter as well as the uh, songs. And especially when a, a certain virus was mentioned and the audience shared the same sentiment with the uh, band as though we were just imprisoned. But there's not much we can say about that without being shut down. So I'm gonna have to leave it on that note with that bit. Now, on top of the uh, pass, the audience were just swaying around, swaying their arms in the air, jumping up and down, singing along to the songs, but no mosh pits because a lot of the audience were a lot older than everyone else. And although today you had quite a younger crowd with the older crowd, but there was no moshing or circle pits, just head banging, swaying arms, jumping and jabbing your arms in the air and it looked great to see that from the audience it really did now today it was a great show to see and even if you weren't a thunder fan i would put money on any non-fan attending tonight's show they'd be yet secretly enjoying themselves and possibly even download an album i'll put money on it if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more content from Master X Media on our website and that is www.masterxmedia.info and I shall catch you next time. Bye for now.